This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. <sighs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And we're here with a spot of tea. Drinking, yeah, a spot a spot of tea. A spot of tea. A cuppa. Is that what people say? A cuppa, yeah. Cuppa? Man, British people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> a cup of tea. A cup of tea. <laughs> How many different regions can I? I was just thinking as I was pressing record, like, should I do the entire opening in a British accent? But in my head, it was an Irish accent. So I was like, I'm just going to skip it. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't going to come out right anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn, I really wish you had at least tried. (laughs) I would have really loved to have heard that. This is a show all about potatoes. Stupid. Faith and Bagora were back for another episode. Why are you doing Irish? I don't know. That's just what. It's just my heritage coming through. It's in my blood. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, we're talking about Bridgerton, finally. The new Netflix drama. I know. I feel like we're way behind with this one. Listen. I was like on this. I was like, all right, this is going to be the next episode we record, but I already have two episodes scheduled. So right. it's going to come out in mid-January, whatever. It's come out when it comes out. Uh, so Janice, you can stop messaging me every hour on the hour. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> Janice, I actually ha- I can't follow any of your in- your social media right now because I don't want spoilers. <laughs> and I'm really afraid every time I go through her stories that I'm going to like see something. <laughs> I don't actually think I've seen any spoilers for this show yet. You know, I think that I may have. Mm-hmm. I I think I did. I think I saw a spoiler and I have just seen a whole lot of stuff. And I didn't know that I had seen a spoiler until I saw the episode. Oh, okay. okay. So then I was like, oh. Is it a spoiler then? I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But you didn't know it was a spoiler until you saw the episode? I didn't realize it until after I saw the episode where I was like, oh, I think what I saw told me something. But it didn't spoil anything for Not you. Not at the very time, but like <laughs> at, the, at, at the, the very, very time. At the very time. <laughs> it didn't spoil it for me that second. I didn't know it was a spoiler. <laughs> then we saw the episode and I was like, okay, I think I know something that I oh, so- wouldn't want to know yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after so, you saw the first episode, what was a spoiler spoiled a future episode yes. that you originally didn't know about. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody following along at home? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll bring, we'll make it clear. I, I don't know because I've only seen the one episode, so maybe it wasn't. I just think like, so that, that I've been careful. Anytime I see anything with Bridgerton, I just skip. Yeah. So this takes place during the Regency era of... Can you tell me more about the Regency era? Well, I have been waiting a long time. And if you go back through our podcast history, I'm often saying that there needs to be more shows in 
you know, the time from like 1811 to the 1830s in Great Britain, mm. the Regency era. Uh, and finally, Shondaland has produced this show. And I think a lot of people are going to be really pleased. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your way of like pretending to tell us about the Regency era and sound really smart? I don't no, I, it was a, supposed to be a joke because who the fuck knows or cares what the Regency era I know, is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, you the know, Regency listen, era. I don't know that much about British history or European history, but I know some. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I've heard of this before, but like nothing's really striking me. Like, is there something important I'm missing? No, there's nothing important about it. Like, oh, really? It was there's this like, like no. very, very short time, like in between one of the King George's deaths and the next guy taking over. It was like 20 years long. Nothing like happened. Like people were trying out new fashions, I guess. What a time to be alive. Honestly, if I could live in the Regency era right now where nothing happened, that would be great. I would like give anything to live in a time where all we cared about was trying new fashions and nothing really happened. Nobody tweeted me and tell me about which plague I'm forgetting or... <laughs> right, so I know. Crazy thing. Uh, so yes, this is a Shondaland show. We knew for her repertoire. Yeah, what was the other Shondaland show we did? Nine One One Shondaland? No, no, it was um, that was Ryan Murphy. <sighs> All Rise. Yes, maybe. Or maybe not All Rise. It was one of the first ones. It was a courtroom drama. Yeah. Oh but no, like, it wasn't All Rise. It wasn't All Rise. For the people. For the people. That's wow. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show is almost three years old now. Yeah. That was one of our first eps. Is it still on? I don't think so. I think it was canceled. Oh, okay. So she said, you know what? I've already done the 2020s, 2010s. Let's go for the Regency era. <laughs> the Regency era. Add <laughs> that to my... I, mean, I don't think she had anything to do with this other than it being her production company. Mm, okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Because uh, I really At, at least was... she's not the head creator. Okay. I really was thinking really hard. I was like, wow, how did she make such a pivot to this? Yeah, I mean, it's just her giant company now that makes yeah, a bunch of Yeah, I guess I don't content. think of... Yeah, that makes right. more sense. So let's talk about Shondaland on Netflix. Uh, we start in 1813, and it's the beginning of the London social season. And two families are getting ready to head to... The castle. I didn't realize this at the time, but they were literally going to see the Queen of England. And, you know, young women are coming of age and being presented to the Queen. And the one family has three sisters and they kind of get like a scoff from the Queen and like a wave of the hand, like dismissive. And one of them faints in response to that. Yeah. And then the other family comes in. I think she faints in response to her girdle being so tight. Hmm. That's what she fainted from. Well. The first scene, the mother's like, you know, no, she's got to be like 12 inches around. (laughs) The other family, the Bridgertons, come in and present their daughter, Daphne, who is one of eight and beautiful. Mm. And the queen stands up and walks over to her and just says flawless. Just one word. And all this time, there is a narrator telling us what's going on. Right. And as the episode progresses, we find out that this narrator is the town gossip like she writes a little gossip social column right and distributes it throughout the town throughout london and the narrator gives this foreboding uh, warning the brighter something is the faster it burns the brighter a lady shines the faster she may burn oh wow 
Thank I you have it me. verbatim, okay? <laughs> okay Just that line, but... <laughs> uh, Daphne's eldest brother is now the Lord, Lord Bridgerton. Uh, their father recently passed away, and he's late to this thing because he's having sex against some tree as his coachman like looks the other way basically yeah. so the three Chris that's sis- the easiest way to conceive a girl i've heard pardon up against a tree <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me that for real I, I hope anyone that gets that joke is listening to this podcast i don't episode. think they are <laughs> i really don't think they do <laughs> This is a real thing that Elizabeth's <laughs> group of friends thinks happens. <laughs> all I'm saying is only one of us has a girl. Only one of us has ever done it up against a tree. That's all. <laughs> I, I can't argue with those statistics. Uh, so the three sisters across from the Bridgertons, uh, one of which is Penelope, who is in Dairy Girls. Yeah. What's Claire. her name in Dairy Girls? Claire, Claire. The Dairy Girls, yeah. Their mother won't allow Penelope to continue her studies and forego the social season this year, which is what she wants to do. And they're waiting for their cousin to arrive. I don't remember the reason. Uh, and the cousin shows up, and the cousin is gorgeous. Uh, w- way more traditionally attractive than the three daughters. So the mother's worried about that now. Right. There's even more competition in our household to marry off these girls. It's funny because the they're talking about it so there's like a lot of lead up to this cousin coming in and bill says to me he's like well of course she's going to be beautiful and then she walks in the room and like the casting is done like kind of like i don't know hamilton style where it's just like complete it's all like very diverse and yeah yeah you know so she this cousin walks in and she's beautiful and bill goes oh and she's black because their faces are like like in shock (laughs) and bill thought it was because she was black but like because of the it's complete (laughs) blind casting it was a joke like oh (laughs) i thought that you thought that that's why they were no i was joking that they were shocked oh my gosh (laughs) no they were in shock because she's beautiful but it's like complete like blind casting our cousin is black (laughs) like (laughs) um then this guy rides into town on a horse and he's wearing like a purple velour fucking vest and like oh my god uh a a huge hat and he rides up and he pauses for a second before he you know turns down whatever street and just looks like almost at the camera like just at something just out of view just just cheats out a little for like can everyone see me for like eight seconds (laughs) yeah uh, then we go to a, the debutante's ball, and the girls wear slips of paper with pencils. Wait, they were? Yeah. I can't oh, remember I what it was now. I that. Like, they were... We don't realize that's what it they was. They were either writing something down from suitors, or they were giving something to suitors. Like, they have a oh. certain number of pieces of paper that they can hand out. Something along those lines. Oh, okay. Some, like, weird tradition. God, what a weird... And someone approaches Daphne, and her brother... Like, immediately shoots this guy down. Apparently, he owes money at their sporting club. He's like, no one that owes money is good enough for my sister. And eventually, Daphne breaks away from her brother, gets a lemonade, and starts to get accosted by this, like, creepy guy who's slightly older but looks much older. Right. Um, (laughs) And she, like, gets away from him. But as he's going after her, we get a slow-mo bump of her and this guy that rode into town, the Duke of Hastings. And every girl is bothering him because he's 
wealthy and attractive and single. Mm-hmm. And so when Daphne has the like, title of Duke, right? And so he doesn't believe it when Daphne's like, "I I don't know who you are. What is your name?" And he's like, "Sure, yeah. sure. What's yeah. my name?" But then her brother comes over, and her brother and the Duke went to Oxford together, so they're old friends. And so she makes some joke implying that like she's sure he's not civilized if he hung out with her brother because apparently you know he was probably off right. having sex with whoever. He's, sh- and... he's stepping an opera singer right now. Yes. So. And so when gentlemen come calling the next day, everyone is going to this cousin's house across the street instead of seeing Daphne. So she has now stolen all of the attention from the, the whole town, right. basically. Now, hold on. Can I just backtrack a little bit? Do you remember what song was playing during this ball? Oh, shit. I didn't write it down because I knew you did. I did. <laughs> so it's, um, I'm like, gosh, what is that beautiful? You know, it's like all like string quartet, like lots of cello. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? I know it. And they were playing Thank You Next. Ariana <laughs> 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 Grande. <laughs> So it's not really the Regency era, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on shit like that in these I kinds of shows? Don't know. I don't like it. I'm. I think it's a little sticky. Yeah. I think it's a little heavy-handed. Yes. I also think it's a little fun. Like <laughs> it was. It was perfect in this scene. I was like, "Oh my god, what a great song for this!" <laughs> Thank you. Next, like, come on, it's great for this. But it was like, I don't know. Maybe we can get into this more when we get into the like. I, yeah, I, I. I think it just it just screams like, "Please like me, seventeen year old girls." Yeah, I think that it was. I think that there were a couple things about this show. Like, I, ha- I have mixed feelings. And I don't want to like... Yeah. But it's a little try hard. And there are a few things in this show that I felt were a little... Yeah. Try hard. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk get about it more at the end. Later. Um, so, some other callers do show up. But the brother keeps scaring them away. And Lady Whistledown, which is the name of the local gossip, her musings arrive, letting everyone know that, you know, the brother keeps turning these people away. And, like, now there's not that many people going to Daphne's house. The timeline for this is all off for me. Because I'm like, how quickly is she printing and distributing this? <laughs> right, right. But does she have like a laser jet printer at home? And so this creepy guy shows up from the debutante's ball and says like, listen, Daphne, you and I are destined to be together. This is why I'm the only suitor left. And Daphne's mother and the Duke of Hastings, I think mother or relative. Mother or aunt. I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't really tell. They plot to change this narrative that Whistledown has been writing about. And so they get the Duke to come over to the Bridgertons for dinner. And they sit the two together, of course. But the two of them have this exchange where they're like insulting each other. And then they like literally say, I have no interest in pursuing you. And I, none in you. Mm-hmm. Like they're just laying it on so heavy. I know. The eldest brother warns their mother not to like continue with this matchmaking thing because he knows the duke and he's no good for her mm-hmm. and they get into this argument about his duties since he is now the lord and refuses to marry and sire and heir mm-hmm. he's leaving that to his brothers because he's off with this actress or a singer right i think an opera singer is both an actress and a singer okay fair enough yes and so in the next scene he breaks up with this woman sienna after so we get one scene of them together where he says I'll never leave you. I'll never do anything I'll to hurt you. I'll, you. I'll always protect yeah, you. I'll always protect you. And then we don't see her again. And then the next scene, he breaks up with her. And she says, remember when you said that in the last scene we were in? <laughs> in <the last. laughs> 
Wait, um, am I missing pages? (laughs) (laughs) So he tells his sister at the next ball that she has to marry this, this doofy guy. He's the only one left. And she's like, absolutely not. She storms off. But as she's like walking in these gardens, the doofy guy finds her. Doofy, creepy. He was like a bunch of negative. He was all of the above. Yeah. And he like grabs her aggressively upset that she says they're never going to marry just as the Duke of Hastings is turning a corner and sees her and he starts running to her aid. But my girl Daphne doesn't need no man to save her. Right. And she punches this dude in the face and knocks him out. Right. <laughs> and so. Which obviously they were going to do. Like, yeah, oh, course. thanks for coming for being like we like they want to view him as like, oh, he's such a great guy. But she doesn't need savings, so she's got an awesome right hook. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. I also saw it coming from a mile away. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so the two of them start talking, and Hastings forms a plan. They'll pretend to be an item. Their families will leave them alone. She'll appear desirable to the other suitors. And Lady Whistledown falls for it and writes about this, that they're, that they're together just as they planned. But... She says she'll get to the bottom of the circumstances of their courtship because something just doesn't seem right. As as if this anonymous woman who wasn't there would have any clue. Right. But the best part was the doofy guy is lying right there as they're discussing this plan. And he is not unconscious. Right. So because he's heard everything. After she knocks him down, at some point he like says something. He like proposes to her again, like from the ground. And then they <laughs> form the plan while he's lying there. So like he heard the plan. I did maybe, not notice that. Maybe he is Lady Whistledown. Oh. All right, spoilers, guys. So I've I've uncovered the big mystery yeah. of the show. Maybe he... Oh, that, that plays, because then he <laughs> made it seem like no one wanted her. Yeah. Meanwhile, the attractive cousin next door is not at this party for some reason. Mm-hmm. And we keep seeing scenes of her with her sheets. She, like, wakes up and looks at her sheets and seems shocked. And... Yeah. Then, like, whoever's doing the laundry seems shocked and brings it to the mother. So I'm like, did she have her period? Why would that be a big deal? She's like, you know, a teenage girl. And finally, the aunt storms in and she hasn't had her period in over a month. So they were, like, waiting. And I guess now it's been four weeks. (laughs) You know, it's so crazy to me. I was like, why? Like, how would you ever notice that? But it just, like, highlights. I'm guessing that this is actually a thing that, like people in the house like monitored the sheets right of of fertile women listen we're talking about the regency area we're talking about the regency. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so crazy how much control like yeah i could like if i wanted to like in my life wanted to hide anything like my parents never would have need needed to know any of that right right a right. different time i had pads and all that shit but i'm just saying like it's so crazy, like the the like how much control, yeah, you know, yeah. young girls are under. So, this girl stands up to her aunt and you know criticizes her for being so privileged and out of touch. She never wanted to come here anyway, and the aunt slaps her. I'm sure there's more to that story. She was raped or something really dramatic, or like her uncle. I don't know. They kept panning to like the father. Mm, a little bit too much yeah like he was like watching like uh oh yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know 
certainly more to that story. I than mean, maybe seen. he feels protective over her in some way, but also maybe he's being a creep. Yeah. And that was the end of the first episode to Bridgerton on Netflix. Can I say something before we really go on? You have just such a lovely speaking voice. There were like times in there where I was like, I wonder if you'd ever consider doing voiceovers. Wow. Thanks for noticing that 148 episodes into our podcast. <laughs> no, there was something just a little bit smoother. I don't know. Well, I'm trying to do my... Sp- uh. Maybe it's the tea. My throat is lubricated. I've got lemon and honey. (sighs) Honey. (laughs) So, what did you think of Bridgerton? So, I feel a few different ways about it. I felt like there was so much, like, spectacle as far as, you know, the scenes... The large like party scenes, the dances, choreographed dances, the the costumes, the yes. colors, everything. It was like, am I watching a Baz Luhrmann film? <laughs> like at some points, um, again with like the updated music and you know, you know, I love Moulin Rouge, and they do that with like that music mm-hmm. and that too. You know, like sure. so there's there's a place for it, but there was some. I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I felt about it. I also wasn't 100% sure how I felt about the story or how it will even progress. Like, mm. do I care? I right. don't know. But there is so much hype and so much buzz around this show, <laughs> at least in my bubble of the internet, of like the people that I follow and their constant posting about it. Uh, you know, updates and obsessions about it and all the memes. And I'm like, should I find out? Like, (laughs) will I care about it? And did I not just think that, did I just think that maybe the pilot wasn't amazing? It was good, but not amazing. And maybe I should continue. Yeah. Or is it something that's just not going to interest me? And there are a lot of things that people love that I'm just like, not that into. I never watched Grey's Anatomy and I never watched whatever other like Shonda shows so i don't know I th- was that shonda rhymes Grey's anatomy yeah i think that was her mm. first show <clears throat> interesting yeah i'll just echo what you said about like the costumes and the scenes i wrote down both of those things specifically because mm-hmm. i mean everything was so over the top every single character had like you know one guy would walk by in like a bright baby blue suit and the next mm-hmm. the next woman would have a bright yellow dress and the next woman that walked by would have a deep purple dress and then maroon and then bright green like everything was so <laughs> so out there it's like modernizing it but also not and the, there's a scene where they reference the queen and you know we just get a brief shot of the queen like draped over this chair with all of her attendants like lying around her like fully done up and each attendant has a dog on their lap like what the fuck is this yeah uh it was like you said there's a place for that kind of thing mm-hmm. it doesn't appeal to me right I'm, I'm afraid to like overly criticize the show because it's so popular and i'm sure <laughs> people will listen to this and not be pleased with us yeah it just wasn't for me everything like even the writing, everything was so dramatic and theatrical. The acting was fine. I didn't have any complaints about that. There was a couple of side characters that were overdoing it, but 
you know, all the main characters were good. Mm-hmm. But in addition to all that, everything was so predictable. Mm-hmm. Everything was exactly as you would expect it to be. Every every, yeah. every pair of interactions with the main characters is exactly what I thought was going to happen with all the main characters. Even even like the casting, like that creepy doofy suitor. Like if you t- if you describe that role to me, that's exactly who I am picturing. Which is right. maybe not even a criticism. Like, I just, nothing surprised me. Yeah. Nothing surprised yeah. me. But I wonder if it's just like, maybe it's just so good because it is exactly what you want. Like, if that's what you want to watch, it seems like maybe they just really nailed it. Sure, like, sure. You know, so so there, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like, if it's not your thing, it's not going to be your thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a very dramatic period piece love story... That's like a little campy. Sure, sure. I'm not looking yeah. for that. <laughs> right, yeah. No, it doesn't seem like it's your thing. I didn't think that it was something that you would continue to watch with me. I think that I will continue to watch it. And I've been waiting. We've like watched it last week, and we haven't had a chance to record until now. <laughs> and I've been like waiting. Like I need to yeah. like, catch up and watch it. Because that's the thing. It's on Netflix, so it was all like done already. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen I- it. It was We're number behind. one in the U.S. It probably still is. Yeah. About the time this comes out. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of people are watching it. Um, I don't I don't know how it's doing critically. I haven't looked anything up yet. Um, maybe I'll do that after this. Yeah. Recording. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend it only if you're specifically looking for those things. You probably know if you're going to like this show or not just yeah. by. <laughs> I mean, the previews for it on Netflix, every single one is like. A pair of people in very dramatic, colorful period piece costumes giving lovey eyes to the other yeah. person. So, like, you know what the show is. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. For better or for worse, maybe it's for better if you're looking for this kind of show. You know what it is. It's, right, absolutely. It's predictable and you know what you're going to get. So, if you think you're going to like this kind of show, you probably already know it. Yeah, I think that it's probably my prediction is that it's that it is dramatic and fun and, you know, a romance and exactly what you want like i'm saying that without like knowing at all what it is yeah you know and then there's of course that intrigue like who is lady whistledown i don't care at all so you don't okay i wondered if you had a prediction no i don't care so that's what i think (laughs) was spoiled for me oh okay okay now i'm wondering if i should say it i mean i could say spoiler alert right yeah sure i mean if you haven't finished bridgerton and you don't want to know who lady whistledown probably is Skip ahead 30 seconds. All right, who is okay. it? I think it's Penelope. Interesting. I think that's who it is. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I'm right at all. <laughs> Janice, I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you think Bridgerton will get a second season? Yes. I'm, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think so. It, it probably already has. I don't know that for sure, but... yeah. Knowing the way Netflix operates. And I think this was based on a book, of course. I think it's one of eight. Oh, really? I think the book series, each book focuses on one of the Bridgerton kids. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So I guess book one is Daphne, <clears throat> I, I think, or, mm-hmm. or the brother. I'm not really sure who the main character is yet. Yeah. If I had to choose one. Also, they're probably just adapting it and like combining some things. Yeah. But... Yeah, they must just combine it because some of the kids are much younger. Like, you're not going to do a whole season focused on, like, 
a little kid. <laughs> Are yeah, you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I wonder how Maybe. the books work. They kids will inevitably grow up. Well, sure, sure. You know. As we saw in Downton Abbey, when eighty-five years passed, and all those kids, <laughs> all those children, still look the same age. <laughs> all right. Before we sign off or do our other stuff, I wanted to give two podcast shout outs. One is for the podcast Enough Wicker, which is a new Golden Girls podcast. Oh, so I saw you post this on the Trial by Pilot page and I meant to go check it out and I didn't yet. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but apparently they're running through the whole series and after every episode, they talk about the content of the episode in the context of that day's culture and what's going on. Yeah, and kind of contextualize everything. And I heard about it through some podcast website where you can like connect with other like-minded podcasts. And oh, so, okay. yeah, at some point, maybe we'll do a crossover with them or have them on. I or love that. I, I said, you're a big Golden Girls fan, so maybe you can go on their podcast yes. and watch an episode. We'll I'll hook all you up out. with the Golden Girls mask. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth has Golden Girls masks made. <laughs> and the other podcast is by our former co-host, Casey, and Mike, one-time special guest, or actually he was on like three times. Uh, they're doing a new podcast called D&D Casting Call. Okay. And what is listen, this? It, it kills me to promote this because it's actually pretty funny. Uh, it's <laughs> far better than any of their other podcasts. <laughs> they choose an actor or a fictional character and create a D&D character like based on that actor. Oh. Yeah. So they did Johnny Depp. No, they didn't do Johnny Depp. What did they do? I can't remember now. Leonardo DiCaprio? No. <laughs> They would never. I would love to hear Casey's. So do they take listener suggestions for like who to? They probably would if you came up with something funny. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, not D&D Casting Couch, because I think that's a porn website. Casting Couch. Wait. <laughs> yeah, it's D&D Casting Calls. Is, Is it a porn website? They joke about it on oh. their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sure you will not be checking out both of those podcasts because I don't think there's a lot of Golden Girls, Dungeons and Dragons crossover, although maybe I'm wrong. But check out Enough Wicker and or D&D Casting Call. <laughs> That's so funny. I like that it seems like they, that has like uh, more of a focus but allows them to be like... Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a random focus because it's going to be like each different each person is going to be so different. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and that's what they need. What is um very randomized focus? <laughs> oh, they did the Rob Schneider for their first episode, <laughs> and so they have to like create uh, this fantasy character with like a certain like race and class, and you know a lot of these classes have spells, and like bards will do spells that will make you laugh really hard. Or like they'll mock you or something like that. Okay. And so Mike said Rob Schneider would have a spell, but every time he uses it, it becomes less and less effective because he just does the same bit in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like goofy stuff like that. Um. Oh, what is a bard? Like a traveling musician, performer, entertainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a troubadour? Yeah. Okay. Why Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Because <laughs> oh I know what a troubadour is. You could be a bard and you can like do a lot of research and preparation and like look at all the spells and then come up with songs for each of the spells. Oh, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll definitely do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> should, right. I should never talk about Dungeons and Dragons because Bill always tries to get me to play it. All right, Mike and Casey, we'll, we'll talk about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. 
If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Our favorite bards. (laughs) Bye. Bye.